All right, time to uh, switch gears a little bit. Let's talk some NBA hoops. David Locke, kind enough to join us on the Smart Rain guest line. David, how are you? Hey, David. I'm good. I'm in your guy's state. Oh, yeah? What are you doing up in Idaho? Uh, Junior America Girls, Junior America's Cup. Pretty cool event. It's got um, usually eight, 16 teams, four best players from each region playing in a team format. So, um my little girl's representing Utah and just finished around. I'm actually now heading to the airport. but um, So, yeah, it was great. What did you think of the Idaho course? What course was it there? She's at, I think it's uh, Banbury something. It's good. Really nice. Beautiful. Some of the houses uh-huh. around it were crazy. It's out, in, it's out near Eagle, I think. Oh, um, but yeah, yeah. Some Eagle. of the houses oh, are like no, nobody, nobody likes. Yeah, nobody likes anybody from oh, Eagle. Geez. Those guys are the worst. <laughs> <laughs> Who's from Eagle? Uh, Eagle, well, Eagle is the equivalent to Bountiful here in Utah. No, Eagles, Eagles, uh, Eagles, Park City. Yeah, no, that's right. Yeah. Uh, well, oh, wait. those are as nice far people. As... <laughs> um... That was the joke. <laughs> well, I know. I just hit Scotty with the Bountiful thing, and Scotty decided he was going to deflect it and throw it at you, David. Okay. So yes. So they're playing fun. Good to watch. A bunch of really, really, really high-level players here. So it was cool. Southern California team's kind of loaded. Three players ranked in the top 50 in the country. I don't think Utah can handle that. So, uh, is it over tonight? Does Milwaukee close this thing out? I don't know. I don't know. It's been a great series, though, hasn't it? Like, Oh, yeah. Kind of like you get good. these two not, non-marquee franchises and give us one of the best series with some of the most memorable plays of all time. I, it's great. I mean, I think the, can, the fear when you have this matchup is that you just have like an oh-ho-hum series but, like, the great thing is the block and the jam on the alley-oop are going to be played forever, right? Like, there's not going to be another NBA Finals for the history of the game where those two plays don't make a highlight reel multiple times during the series. It's it's there with Jordan. Those are both in the realm of Jordan's shot, of Ray Allen's shot, of, you know, just all Larry, Larry Steele, like all the classic Magic's running hook across the middle. Like all the epic classic shot moments of NBA finals, we've had two of them in one series. So good. It's been great. And I, 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 I want to know. And, and, and can we just, can I just start the love fest for Giannis? Like yeah. the best press conference ever, other than maybe Kobe in his final year when the guard was down and he like just didn't care anymore. So he actually told the truth for a whole year in press conferences. Yeah. Like Giannis is post game interactions are incredible. My poor daughter has gotten more like <laughs> quotes from Giannis sent to her this week about like, this is like, this is, you know, this is the mindset. Like that whole thing about, you know, anything in the past the is ego and the present is humility and pride. It was beautiful. Yeah. Uh, with that being said, David, I'm a little bit surprised that Phoenix hasn't tried to send him more to the line. I mean, he goes four of eleven in Game Five. Uh, he was four of eight in Game Four, uh, eleven of eighteen in Game Two, seven of twelve in Game One. Uh, do you think Phoenix tries more of a Hakayonix uh, type technique or tactic? So, I, it you know the math you just laid out there actually doesn't work, right? Like, so if you kind of do that, it's more than about one point two one points per possession. So you're not going to win by doing it. So the only okay. reason you do it, I think, is in a manner where it's hard fouls, not letting your fouls off, kind of sending a message of we don't really believe you're going to make these, and we're not going to let you have anything easy tonight to try to lure him into that 17 foot easy out jump shot, which 
at this point, I'd be pretty surprised if he fell for. Um, but that would be the only reason is just to try to break the rhythm of his game. Um, but you know what? His fight and his effort seems like he might be above that. He's he's really been great. And let's remember, he's coming off a hyperextended knee. So, you know, the fact that he wasn't, a, you know, he's gotten better almost every game. And I think that's because he's getting healthier every game. David Locke joining us, play-by-play voice of the Utah Jazz. Um, this series, obviously, in Milwaukee, Game 7 shifts back to Phoenix. If Phoenix does win this game uh, tonight and it does go Game 7, we won't have a chance to talk to you before then. Who would you lean in a Game 7 before between these two squads? I, I mean, I think you always lean home on a Game 7. Like, it's just a really, really big advantage to have home on a Game 7. When was the last time we had a Game 7 NBA Finals? My forgetting something recently cleveland golden state i think is that right that's uh, that's recently. where they came back and, from 3-1 yeah yeah in boston la we had it so gosh that'd be great um but this has been great so you know i don't know i find Giannis pretty uh, i find Giannis pretty lovable right now I, I think i'm finding myself really hoping he gets this and i think jazz fans probably should too he he stayed you know he, he showed loyalty to the smaller market like that was the whole off season a year ago was where was Giannis going to go? Miami, Dallas, Lakers, everybody had positioned themselves to, to go make that move, to be able to go get him, and he said no. So for him to win a title is a fabulous moment for, I think, all franchises. It, you know, I don't know if it's, it, it's good for the league. I always don't know how to answer that question. But in the sense of, like, if you care about every team in the league and you want third and you think that's good, this, is send, this sends a nice message to the players. It's David Locke right here on 97.5, 1280 The Zone. Uh, without uh, a lot of announcements on workouts and who's coming in uh, with the Utah Jazz, uh, what, are the, what, are, what is the likelihood with, the Jazz – Without without a lot or with none? Well, okay. That's, that's... <laughs> Just was wondering which, which one I missed. With zero news of uh, yes. workouts or, or what's going on, what is the likelihood the Jazz stay in the first round? So there's two sides to this. Um you know, one is interesting. We are doing uh, our mock draft on Locked On, and one of our um, draft experts, uh, I hosted it, so I was all with him. He, he said he had more than 30 first-round grades in this upcoming draft. He thought it was particularly deep. And I hadn't actually heard a lot of that. There had been so much discussion about the top four guys. I had not heard that said before. So, so that's... That's an interesting idea that this draft is deep and that you're going to have guys who might be able to play. I feel like we're at such a point that you're just really wanting to know if they can play in the playoffs. And I think that seems unlikely that you're going to get a guy at 30 that can contribute in the playoffs. And so, you know, if that roster spot can be held and that money can be used for somebody who can help us in the playoffs, a veteran, veteran minimum, you know, I, I don't even, you know, frankly, like even like uh, someone like a Frank Nilakina who's not been very good, but maybe just has enough experience that if he's your, in the bottom of your roster and you're using the money for him, that if you have to in the playoffs, he can go guard someone, right? Like in more than you could a rookie. Then I think there, if you can use that pick to either acquire future picks or that pick to get off a salary or something of that sort, you might have to do that instead. Well, David, I, I think about this roster, and I think about how impressed I was by so much of it 
if you could run this, the, the roster that you just finished with, I know there are so many ifs and what ifs. If you could run it back for another season next year, would you do it in its entirety? So can I answer the question without talking about our roster? Yeah. So this last year, I think continuity was really, really important. And I think the Jazz front office did a marvelous job of understanding that. Um, you know, limited practice time, limited um, training camp, all those things. So in that regard, I thought continuity for this year was great. I generally am not a believer in continuity. Uh, I think it leads – I don't think it's actually possible. Um, I think what really happens – is everyone goes home for the off season? They come back. Their contracts are in different spaces. They're in different realms. They've had people chirping in their ears. Things are. Everyone's a year old. Everyone's a little different. And so I, I actually don't think you know a player might have been okay with his realm, his role one year, but he might not be the next. And so I I actually believe in a little shakeup every year. And I, I think if you look back through our history, one of the moves that. Dennis and Justin made that were good is they always made that trade early, right? Like we were kind of stuck in water and traded Alec Burks and we were kind of stuck in water, stuck, you know, in mud and, and then traded, uh, made the December 23rd deal, 24th deal for Jordan Clarkson. And it kind of sparked the team. And I thought in both those two cases, there could have been an argument that continuity was actually working against us. Um, this also maybe stems from it being a San Francisco Giants fan, where like for five years we decided like we'd win a World Series, bring the team back, they'd be terrible. We'd change the team, they'd win a World Series. We'd bring them back, they'd be terrible. We'd change the team, and they'd win a World Series. And so maybe there's something stemming from that. But I'm not certain. I do know this fundamentally. An off, it, one season to the other is not contiguous, and so therefore they're not continuous, and therefore you cannot actually bring back the exact same group and the exact same mindset. Hmm. David Locke here on the Zone Sports Network. Uh, the last couple of games make you feel a little bit better about Team USA? Um, if they have any players left, I mean, the, I might never feel okay about them as long as the press release that went out that said JaVale McGee was joining the national team is real and not part of the onion. Like, I I, I, did I, think, not, I did think it was an onion headline when it came across. Well, when Woj tweeted it out, because, you know, we've all been burned by the uh, fake accounts, like I had to go back and check that blue check mark and then go back again. Wait a minute. Is this this is a real account. This is real. Right. This is real. So, okay. All right. Well, here goes the retweet. So I'm a little concerned as long as that's, that's the reality. But on the other end, you and I talked, I think, two weeks ago on the show, like, Every other year, I never quite understand when a player says he wouldn't go. This year, I actually don't understand why a player would go. I'm curious to know if the three guys that are playing in the finals right now go. I mean, Devin Booker and Middleton and and Drew Holiday, I think those are all great additions to the team. It'll be a help. But but there's going to be either one or two of those guys that just lost an NBA finals, and he has to hop on a plane with a guy that just beat him. And uh, I, I don't know how – and plus it's been a long, long season and all the other things that you've talked about, why you'd be hard-pressed to go. Like, I, I, frankly, I'd be surprised if they're able to wrangle all three of those guys to go over there. So I would think that they would know, right? Like, I would think they would have tipped them off at this point. They're not going to make that decision tomorrow. They would know right now, I am way too tired to do this. I'm passing on that. Um, I would think Team USA would know that by now. Now, maybe that's why Keon Johnson – or Keldon Johnson, wasn't it? Keldon Johnson Keon Johnson yep. in the draft. 
Keldon Johnson makes the team because Keldon Johnson would be okay with making the team, playing these limited games, and then not playing again when those three players go, right? Yeah. Like, so maybe that there's an understanding with Keldon Johnson. Like, Pop's got a relationship with him. He's a spur and says, hey, here's what we're going to do. We're going to put you on the team, but then actually you're not going to be on the team once these guys come back or something. I don't know, but maybe that's, you know, but I would think that the Team USA would know right now whether or not those guys are coming. Well, David, always a pleasure. Uh, looking forward to catching up with you. Safe travels back here to Utah, and we'll do it again next week. All right. Talk to you soon. Thanks, David. David Locke right here on the Zone Sports Network, play-by-play voice of the Utah Jazz.